Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful day today. And uh, it's really um, – can you put your phone on mute, bud? Um, it's really, really raining today outside. So we're getting a lot of bit of rain. A lot of rain, but it will be uh, dying down later on this afternoon. They said we're actually going to get a cold front in. So that'll be nice. And some comedy that I just was reading this morning is the Biden administration is now hoping that fines imposed on carriers at the nation's busiest port will ease the intensifying backing up, the jamming up of the cargo ships. The twin ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach now will be charging carriers $100 per day per container compounded each day, lingering past a given timeline starting November 1st. So what that means is the port is going to start charging the transporters, the cargo ships, for each container that is delayed essentially after November 1st, $100 per day compounded. So what that means is it's $100 the first day, second, $200 the third, second day, $300 the third day, $400 the fourth day. By the fifth day, the fine's up to $1,500 per container that the ports will be fining these transporters. Now, obviously, you've seen the ships. You see that they'll have containers that are piled up, you know, five, six, seven, eight containers high and sometimes more than that. And so it doesn't take a mathematician to realize you're going to be talking about fines in the hundreds of thousands of dollars if these container ships get delayed and cannot get properly into the port because of logistics, because of the lack of crane operators, because of the vaccine mandates, because of individuals not showing up for work. They're now blaming the cargo ships for it that are sitting out there at more basically waiting to bring stuff in and Obviously, the container ships aren't going to carry the cost. They're going to pass it on to the importer. Well, and of course, the importers are going to pass it on to the retailers, who are then going to pass it on to us. So you can't make this up right now. What they're intentionally trying to do is cover up the fraud and the thievery that the banking shysters have done to us for the last, especially the last 15 years now. Ever since, you know, the 05, 06, 07 debacle with the housing market and what we have now watched occur since 2008, pretty much everything, and a lot of people don't realize this, 2008 was the starting point of the actual true financial demise of the U.S. dollar. And what they have found is they can continue to leverage stuff out through derivative swaps, through the repo loans, and they can stretch it out further and further and further and further. But what they cannot stop is the massive increasing rise of inflation due to the massive money printing with the multi-billion dollar bills they keep throwing out there. And so what people are starting to see now and they're starting to feel very rapidly isn't necessarily like i said the other day it's not that stuff is costing more money so to speak it's that the dollar is devaluing very 
very rapidly. And so what they're trying to do is trying to cover this up by using excuses of, oh, we have a workforce shortage. Oh, we can't get containers off the ship. Oh, we're going to find them now so they can continue to cover up what they're really doing. And that is the biggest wealth distribution transfer in pretty much world history of the top, top, top billionaire, trillionaire, elite banker boys that are now literally raping and pillaging the United States down to the bare bones. I mean, they're stripping the rib cage clean on this country, as sad as it is, and we're watching it happen. And that is why you're seeing stuff go up so rapidly right now, and the price is going up so quickly on so many items, on vehicles. And that's what I was talking to somebody else the other day about. They're talking about the chip shortage. I said, dude, I told you guys this already. I said, why isn't Tesla having chip shortages? Why isn't DARPA having chip shortages? If somebody needs chips, they can get chips. They can do airmail. They don't have to send them cargo. These manufacturing facilities in Japan and China, they still have plenty of capacity to manufacture this, and they currently are. But what's happening is now the phasing out of the internal combustion engine is coming into place now, and the rolling out of the electronic vehicles is the new era. And so they want to reduce the production of all these vehicles that are being made and give the excuse of the inflation saying, oh, well, the cost of the vehicles are going up or we're putting addendums on the vehicle, getting people used to that $100,000 mark for a basic vehicle, which is where it's going, by the way. Because what's going to happen is the dollar is going to become so devalued, even just basic vehicles are going to start getting into the six-figure range. I mean, you can look at any country that's had significant inflation. It's, I mean, look at Zimbabwe. They had such hyperinflation, they had to start printing trillion-dollar bills. Trillion-dollar bills, 12 zeros on the bill. Like, whole bills just zeros all the way across. One trillion-dollar bill. And that would, that would buy you, like, you know, a, a sub you know, the store, <laughs> like you're going to get a wrap. That's that's where it reaches to. And so you have to understand that the value of the dollar is decreasing. That is why they're suppressing gold and platinum and silver so hard right now. I've watched the markets on a daily basis in the metal markets, and you can watch when they start putting these huge, in some cases, almost billion-dollar shorts into the gold market to drop it back off a ledge to keep it suppressed because they are going in and trying to buy up as much physical gold as they can on the backside, and then on the front side, tell everybody, gold's not a hedge. Gold doesn't stop against inflation. Look how it's not really going up. There are multiple individuals in the markets that are saying they're expecting gold to skyrocket to $3,000 an ounce within the next 6 to 12 months very, very easily once it takes hold, especially if people start actually taking physical possession of the gold and silver instead of just settling in papers. Because remember, this is what happened to silver back in 2011 when it basically went up to almost $50 an ounce from like, you know, $18, $19 an ounce. Is they stopped, people stopped settling in paper and they started realizing you couldn't even buy the physical anywhere near what spot price was. So they started going in and saying, dude, we'll settle all this out. We'll take 100 million ounces of silver. And a couple of guys started doing that and all of a sudden it literally took a rocket ship to the moon. This is what you're starting to see happen on everything now. So continue to be alert and aware. Continue to stay prepped and aware on a lot of stuff that's going on. But I thought I would start off with some humor because you can't really do much else about this nonsense with the fine on the ports except laugh about it and realize pretty much what we are seeing here is complete and total theater while they ruin the U.S. dollar. What do you think, Dad, and how are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm doing great, Austin. Uh, you know – how do I follow up on that? I remember when George W. Uh, was president and the fuel price started going up and diesel went up to over $5 a gallon. 
this is 10, 15 years ago. I remember, you know, it was the speculators that were doing it. In fact, they were saying that by the time the oil leaves the, the, the field and basically gets to the gas pumps, that 60 people had handled it. And they had all speculated it was going to go up and they were putting these longs on and they were pushing it up and up and up and up and up and up and up until it went over $5 a gallon. And it was all being manipulated. And my response back then, and basically my response still today, is if the government wanted to stop that, they could. They could sign – instead of signing an executive order that everybody's supposed to take a kill shot, which, by the way, has not happened yet, uh, instead of doing something stupid like that, they could say that, you know, speculation on, you know, on raw materials and resources, et cetera, et cetera, you know, in commodities market can't be done. You know, it's going to be an X amount of dollar per value. That's what's going to create. That's it. And they could, they could do that. Now, it could cause some shortages doing that, but what it would do is stop this rampant speculation and these guys getting in, pushing up and pushing up and pushing up the dollar as far as the, the cost, which is decreasing the value of the dollar. Uh, yesterday, I had a friend of mine, and uh, it was interesting. It was years ago, he's a wealthy guy, and he bought a really nice home right next to Disney World in Orlando. Uh, and it's uh, it was it's an interesting story because he paid $3 million for the house, and he bought it right at the bottom of the trough. And that's a lot of money for a house. I mean, that's a lot. But it was a lot of house, too. I have to admit that. Well, he sold that house last week for uh, $12.5 million after 10 years. In other words, he literally made – he lived there for 10 years. He literally made a million dollars a year living there. <laughs> I just I started laughing. I was talking to him yesterday, and uh, he, he asked me. He said, well, what should I do with all of this money? I said, but that's a lot of money. I said, but I would at least put 30% of it in precious metals. You know, what do you do with it? I said, you keep it in a safety deposit box, whatever you want to do with it. I don't care. I said, but you need to at least put 30% of your money in that because if we do have Zimbabwe-type inflation, Weimar Republic-type inflation, your $10 million can go to nothing pretty quick. And you'd have wish you'd have kept that house because <laughs> it was interesting because it was the most expensive home ever sold in Orange County, Orlando area in Florida, period. Most expensive ever. In fact, Shaq O'Neal's house sold for like a million dollars less. And what I thought was interesting about this is I watched my mom and I talked to her about this, talking, discuss what happened in Germany because she was in the Weimar Republic. And she said everything was black market. Everybody was bartering and selling and trading goods and services and, and basically surviving that way. She said that if you went to buy a loaf of bread, it was 40 billion marks. That's in Germany. That's in Zimbabwe. This is Germany. And the bankers are already taking control of Germany after the Treaty of Versailles. And they were destroying it. And they wanted to completely and totally strip the wealth from the aristocracy in Germany and the wealthy class and basically just steal it. And that's what they did. And unless you were at silver or gold or basically blue chip stocks or in properties, you lost everything in Germany, my mom said. Period. That was just you lost it all. And these people that were dukes and duchesses and had all these fancy things, they lost all of it because they were heavily you know, financed or marketed or, or leveraged in certain types of you know, investments or commodities. And they decided to collapse. The same thing happened in 1929 in the United States. The Federal Reserve Bank basically contracted the M1 money supply, which means they basically took money out of circulation, which did not leave enough money for the trading of goods and services, which collapsed the economy. And when they did that, they were able to seize huge amounts of farmland, huge amounts of land, multiple industries, everything else. It just They took over everything. And Henry Ford hated the international bankers because of this. Henry Ford wrote a whole treatise on this, a whole 500-page booklet on what they had done to him. And he basically said that they had basically come into his Ford Motor Company Corporation, and they had been financing and floor planning all of the dealer's inventory. In other words, the dealers would order 100 trucks from Ford or 100 vehicles from Ford, and the 
banks would finance it for them and floor plan it for them. And they told them suddenly, like abruptly, we're not going to floor plan your inventory anymore unless you give us control of Ford Motor Company. Imagine that, kind of like with that multi-billion dollar bailout that General Motors got a few years back. They got paid off so quickly by the international bankers who seized control of General Motors. Same thing. And Ford wouldn't do it. He told his dealers to go out and find their own financing. and He refused to allow the international bankers to take control of Ford Motor Company. You guys can look this up. I'm not making this stuff up. And see, this is exactly what they're doing right now. They're choking off supply lines, which is putting in the, which is putting the intermediate manufacturers in a very bad situation in which they're not having the revenue they need in order to increase the sales, to increase the product, to increase everything. And so they have to contract, 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 laying more and more people off. Now, when they do this, they slow down the velocity of money, which is what we talked about. And we apparently were the only show that talked about this a year and a half ago when this all started. And we told you that they're going to, they're going to do more and more contraction in the supply lines so that they don't have hyperinflation. Because they don't want to have the money going. Let me explain it again. I talked about it a year and a half ago. I'll tell you about it. I'll explain it again. If I go out and if I buy a truck every five years, all right, and I spend fifty thousand dollars for a truck, and you know, and I write it off by company and I depreciate it and I work and pay and pay and pay and try to get it paid off within five years, and I go buy another truck. Okay, I'm, that velocity money is like one time for the fifty thousand dollars in five years. Well, if I buy a truck every year, it's like five times the velocity money. If I buy five trucks a month, oh, it starts getting really fast. If I buy five trucks a day, it starts going really, really fast. Well, demand goes through the roof. Manufacturing goes through the roof. Shortages go through the roof. And you have massive inflation like you saw in Germany, in the Weimar Republic, and in Zimbabwe. That's what they don't want. So they had to slow down the velocity of money. And, I, and it was so humorous to me because I mentioned this last week, and I'll say it once again. Everybody was saying to us, you know, when Donald Trump lost the election back in October, that as soon as Joe Biden took basically office, all of COVID was going to go away. The economy was going to be fine. That Trump had done all of this bad stuff to everybody and everything was be okay and everything go back to normal. And Austin, I just laughed. We said, they ain't never going back to normal. I said, this is it. This is the new normal. Though we don't want to accept it. This is what they've done to us. Because they basically caused a shortage down all this equipment and all of this stuff. I mean, right now, if you want to buy a tractor, it's like an 18-month wait in some places. A tractor, for heaven's sakes. The guys that are trying to you know, harvest their fall crops can't get tires for their tractors to run the doggone combines and the equipment to go get the crops out of the field. This is what's happening right now because they're slowing down the velocity of money. They throw, like Austin said earlier, they throw all these naked shorts into the silver, to the gold market, which means they put no bottom on them which means they can go down as low as they want. They, they go sell, we want to buy 5 billion ounces of silver today or 5 billion ounces of gold. And nobody's going to buy that, but the market just pushes the price way down. Now, you try to go pick up 4 or $5 billion worth of gold, good luck. You're going to pay premiums out the yin-yang if you take physical delivery of the metal. This is what we've run into now. We've got all of these people all over the world continuing to manipulate everything. Who are they? These are the money changers. These are the Kabbalists. These are the ones who practice Babylonian money magic. It's always the same people. That's why we tell you that. It's the same group that worked with Jeffrey Epstein. It's the same group that blackmailed the judges. Look what's going on right now in New York. In New York, they, they're coming in and they're, they're, they're saying, hey, we have to have the ability to not want to be forced to take the shot. But a judge has now denied the New York Police Department's union's bid to halt the COVID vaccine mandate. Remember what I told you guys? I said, the judges are in Jeffrey Epstein's pocket. Jeffrey Epstein worked for Mossad. Mossad's controlled through Israel. Israel's controlled through the Rothschild banking cartel. It's their fiefdom. It's the home of the Costa Nostra. It's a non-extradition country. It's where they're going to bring in the Third Temple. It's where they're going to bring in the one-world government. 
It's where they're going to tell people we're under Noahide laws. And if you don't listen to us, do exactly what we say and worship the snake, we're going to behead you. And Jesus Christ to them is a idol. He's not real. The Noahide law says anybody who's an idolater basically can be put to death and beheaded. That's where this is going, guys. And so nobody wants to believe this, but that's the extent of the resolve of these international Kabbalist Luciferian bankers. They've taken over the country. And they've done the same thing again now, like they did in 1929. They've taken over the United States industry. They've bought it and bought it and bought it and bought it and bought it, bought up manufacturers everywhere. They take their fiat currency, their dollars, and they buy up tangible assets with them as they hyperinflate the tangible, the, the fiat currency. And so then the only thing that's left is the tangible assets that you own, like land or property or whatever, that you can actually have some type of interest in. And then, of course, then they start taxing you like crazy, trying to take it all away from you through taxes. You saw this what happened in the, in the southern states after the Civil War. The federal government came in and started throwing huge property taxes on the, on the plantations so they could seize them. It's the same, it's the same thing played over and over and over and over again, and that's who does it. The, you know, the, the, you know, a Staten Island judge has denied a police union's request to temporarily halt the implementation of the city's vaccine mandate set to take effect November the 1st. The Police Benevolence Association, New York City's largest police union, had argued in their request for a temporary restraining order on Monday that the policy does not make clear potential exceptions for medical or religious reasons and does not give unvaccinated officers sufficient time to apply for such exemptions as those appeals must have been submitted by Wednesday, one week after the mandate was announced. And so, again, as long as the judiciary is corrupt, I mean, we had a three-tier system. We had the executive the legislature and the judiciary. It was supposed to maintain checks and balances. You know, we all learned this in civics class in eighth grade. Well, we did back in the 60s. You, you guys didn't learn anything if you're young. They don't teach this anymore because they taught communism and slanted information and propaganda and all that stuff to us and what the government was doing. Up until about 1975, 76, they're actually teaching true history in the schools. They don't do that anymore. So this is what's happened to us. We've been taken over right now by the International Kabbalist Luciferian Banking Cartel, who works together with the international crime cartels, the, the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the Russian mafia, the Chinese rob mafia, the, you know, all these different mafiosa groups which distribute the drugs and the fentanyl. One of the primary reasons they shut Afghanistan down and they gave it back to the Taliban was because they're producing fentanyl. They can do it completely synthetically now, and it works on the same opiate receptors. There was no need to have a 1,000 square miles of poppy production going on in Afghanistan. I mean, let's get real here. Fentanyl's taken over the, the, the opiate production, and they allowed it to gradually build, gradually build, gradually build, gradually build, gradually build. In fact, you know, we'd, I know multiple people that have died from fentanyl. I know multiple people that have died from heroin. And this is the thing they're doing with the whole population of the planet now. They're basically reducing the population. They're getting people addicted to drugs. They're getting them addicted to pharmacia. And they're getting them addicted to psychiatry and basically to, to psychiatric drugs. I read you part of an article yesterday, and I got such so much positive response from it. I'm going to read you the first couple of paragraphs. I've got to, I'm going to post it again on the Health Masters website. Now that Western medicine is tightly controlled by corporations and compassionless doctors who follow the dictates of Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates – we are arriving at a point in history where if you don't have access to medical care, your lifespan, your lifespan may actually increase if you don't have medical care. Imagine that. Such as I imagine in the case of those days in which witch doctors pra practiced trepanation. Within the murderous beast of death care is within the murderous beast of death care is psychiatry, the most evil component within a greater evil. For my research and firsthand experience, psychiatry is a vehicle of Satan to destroy minds, sterilize women, and ultimately condemn souls to hell. The secular world makes people ill 
by denying the presence of God. And then the secular world gives a solution of psychiatry and its obsession of prescribing antidepressant and antipsychotic drugs, which fleece billions of dollars from patients via recurring monthly payments for those who have become dependent on them and simply cannot quit. The situation has become so bad that even the leftist media is starting to highlight a problem that is called antidepressant discontinuation symptom, where some people must take pharmaceutical drugs for the rest of their lives to avoid medical incapacitation, brain zaps, total psychosis, and even permanent brain damage. Psychiatric drugs are hard to get off of because the brain, listen to this, this is important, reworks itself around the artificial chemicals it finds itself bathed in daily. And as soon as the chemicals are withdrawn, the brain cannot adapt fast enough to create a neurochemical balance that does not allow and result in, which, which, which does not result, that does not result in a variety of terrifying symptoms, which the symptoms cannot handle without severe disruptions of their lives and overall health. Even worse, drug companies create tablet and capsule dose increments that are too large to allow tapered, safe withdrawal. And, and one more thing I want to talk about this thing is talking about children who are born to women who have taken psychiatric drugs. And, and what they say basically is that women who take psychiatric drugs have a much higher rate of autism in their children whose brains have been permanently damaged from the psychiatric drugs while they were being formed in the mother's womb. I'm, I'm going to read you this article because I read this this morning. I thought, i got to cover this. This is the article. Study finds a link between autism and mother's antidepressant drug use. Use of antidepressants during the second or third trimester of pregnancy will increase the risk that the child will go on to develop autism, according to a new research. Now, the study published in the JAMA, J-A-M-A, Pediatrics, found that the risk of autism was greatest as the mother took selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, often known as SSRIs, and about 13% of the American women who take antidepressants during pregnancy. Now, this group is the most used in the population. This, this is the group most used in the population in general and also during pregnancy. We're talking about Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft, Celexa, the most used antidepressants, said one of the study authors. Annick Bernard, PhD professor at the University of Montreal's Faculty of Pharmacy and the researcher at CHU Saintine Justine Research Center, who specializes in the field of pharmacological safety during pregnancy, told the CBS News. When the risk was also greater for women who took more than one type of antidepressants during pregnancy. Think about this for a second. I'm going to stop reading this right now because it's really important that you see this. If a woman is pregnant, the whole her whole system used to be sacrosanct. In other words, nobody messed with the woman who was pregnant. Nobody gave her vaccines. Nobody gave her drugs. She was told not to drink alcohol. She was told not to smoke cigarettes. The way it is, because they knew that the developing fetus would be affected by all of this stuff. But now they're telling us that these women who take these antidepressant drugs have children who have a higher incidence of autism. You know, why isn't that on mainstream news every day? And why are women allowing themselves to get pregnant if they're taking psychiatric medications to start with? I'm going to say that. And I know that's going to be, you know, kind of an aggravation for some of you folks that are taking psychiatric medication. And, of course, some people say, well, it was an accident. I didn't expect to get pregnant. All right. Well, why did you take precautions not to get pregnant before you started you know, taking the psychiatric medication or during the use of the psychiatric medication or whatever so you could dial that in so you wouldn't get pregnant on psychiatric drugs. It's like with these women that are alcoholics and they get pregnant. It's just maybe they should have took some protection before they had sexual intercourse with a partner. I mean, so this is, these are all the things that come into my mind with the questions here. So why in the world are we not being told that antidepressants cause autism? 
along with the vast amount of vaccines these children are being given with all the aluminum content. So think through all of this stuff and all of this. Remember, an autistic child is going to be very difficult for that child to reproduce and even support himself. You know, one in what is it, one in 25, one in 30 now little boys have autism. Now this, this is, these rates are insane. And what's going to happen to these millions and millions of children that have autism when they reach the age where their parents no longer can support them or their parents die? Who's going to take care of these millions and millions and millions of kids and adults at that point who have autism? Who's going to pay that bill? And it's all because of these psychiatric drugs are being used because all these shots are being used. But Pharmakia will never pay the bill. They'll push it back onto the government. They'll push it back onto us as far as tax increases. This is unbelievable, guys. Think through what you're doing. And now they're, and now they're, now they, now the, now the coup de grace that they put on us here at this point is if they're injecting us with RNA, mRNA vaccine, so that change our RNA that had been shown to change our DNA with no idea what's going to happen except a whole bunch of us are going to get sick and die from it from antibody induced dependent enhancement. So guys, really important you stay tuned to what's going on. And you protect your assets, you protect your health, and you take care of yourself. Make sure you pray every day. I had the opportunity to pray with you for you this morning with Sharon, and you guys mean the world to me. Also, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Well, the, the pharmaceutical industry is gotten completely and totally out of control, as we've talked about so many times. And what you were just talking about with the autism and the antidepressants, that makes a ton of sense when you actually take a step back and look at it. Why we've seen the autism rates go so high over the last 20 years, and we've seen the use of antidepressants go so high over the last 20 to 30 years. So, I mean, it doesn't – when you start looking at this stuff long term, you start realizing there are significant side effects to these drugs. We've known that for years. That's what's made me so, uh, so irate. Like that was just saying earlier, where you know, pregnant women usually it's like, okay, that's you don't don't go there. But now you got the CDC coming out. You know, I told you last month, basically demanding that every pregnant woman get injected with this RNA gene therapy when there's been zero, zero. Repeat after me: zero clinical trials on pregnant females getting RNA gene therapy ever. Ever, ever. There's never been a clinical trial. They just come out and say, well, we've looked at the data from the last eight months, and we've determined that it's safe. You've looked at the data from the last eight months, and you've determined that it's safe. You can't even come up with a stupider comment when you're talking about clinical trials and double-blind clinical studies. I mean, that's that's moronic. You can't even bring that up and say it's remotely science. This is what they're doing, though, just like I said on Monday. You bring out the TV, you bring out the mind control device, and you keep telling people the lie over and over and over and over enough. They will eventually start believing it. That's why they've done so much now using these tactics. And a lot of them, same thing Goebbels did in the Nazi party with publicly shaming individuals and coming out and trying to make examples out of individuals that say anything that doesn't go along with the narrative. I mean, that's what they've done repeatedly. They've done it over and over and over again. You can see it, and you can watch it very clearly if you take a step back. This is why they're going out now, and you saw brought up the other day. Down in California, there's an anti-vaccine mandate protest due to so irate, so brainwashed, so out of his mind from the propaganda he's been told. He jumps in his car and runs through the protesting group because he was trying to save people's lives because there were anti-vaxxers out there. Come on, you can't even make this up. And you saw another research study that just came out 
the beginning of this month, and it's on PubMed.gov. The title of it is a report on myocarditis adverse events in the U.S. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System in association with the COVID-19 injectable biological products. This is by Peter McCullen and Jessica Rose. This is PMID 34601006, and it goes into the aspect of the rollout of these injections and why myocarditis has literally gone up 30 to 40 times what it ever was with any other vaccine. And it says here at the end of the abstract, it says, these findings suggest a marked higher risk for myocarditis subsequent to the COVID-19 injection product use than any other known vaccine, and this is well above the known background rates for normal myocarditis. COVID-19 injectable products are novel and have a genetic pathogenic mechanism of action causing uncontrolled expression. Uncontrolled expression of the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein manufacturing within human cells. When you combine this fact with the temporal relationship of adverse events occurrence and reporting, biological plausibility of cause and effect and the fact that this data are internally and externally consistent with the emerging source of clinical data, it supports a conclusion that the COVID-19 biological products are deterministic for the myocarditis cases observed after injection. To sum that up in easy talk, (laughs) what they're saying is there is a direct effect between the COVID-19 injection and myocarditis unlike any other vaccine and other like any other occurrence in normal health, period. They're saying blatantly 100% COVID-19 injections are causing myocarditis on a level that we've never seen of before, ever. Remember, the United States military has had a couple thousand cases of myocarditis like over the last 10 years naturally occurring, even from other in shots. That's the you know, United States military. They've said now that the COVID-19 injection adverse events in U.S. military with myocarditis is now higher this year alone than it has ever been in the last 10 years of reporting in the United States military of myocarditis. The myocarditis, remember they say like the survival rate of myocarditis, even after recovery, after five or six years, it's like 55%. Like pretty much if you get severe myocarditis, it's much worse than pericarditis. You're pretty much, I mean, you, you, you shave some time off your candle, basically. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're on, you're on borrowed time if you get significant, severe myocarditis. Yet, not one single news outlet has even discussed or brought up the topic of myocarditis. Why? Because they don't want anybody to talk about it. They don't want anybody to discuss it. They want to sweep it under the rug and continue to roll this out so the death rate and the sickness rate and all the health problems continue to go up as fast as they can in hopes that the general populace is not going to wake up and realize what's happening until it's too late. And quite frankly, they've been doing a very, very good job at that now. And what we're starting to see now here is the more people – Wake up, and the more our listeners, our Health Masters family, our show, Hagman Show, the more we're getting this information out there, the faster they're trying to roll this out now. That's why they've been putting all these deadlines on you have to get shots. All these businesses, and I've said this repeatedly, I read this, this hundred, you know, employer more mandate, dude, there is no law. There is no EO. There's nothing in the Federal Register. There's nothing with OSHA. There has been nothing put on the books. There's been no congressional approval. 
Nothing about this at all has been put into legal writing. It was a press release. It was literally a press release psyop, and people bought it. Oh, I got a shot now. I'm mandated. And I told you guys that before. I said, dude, in the private sector, they're never going to be able to pull this off legally. And now so many people, they've been getting really, really smart. I mean, getting more and more reports of this, of people going to their employer and filing medical and religious exemptions. And again, I encourage everybody to do that on a regular basis. I've talked about that repeatedly. Also, too, in other news, I thought this was interesting because I they basically people are starting to call out now what a complete and total clown show this is and how the fact that we really, really, really need to understand that nothing that's happening in this administration is by accident or by incompetence or by the doing of the bumbling buffoon. I've tried to explain that to people because people go, oh, Biden's doing this and Biden's doing that. Yes, I know Biden stands in front of the camera and reads a teleprompter and clenches his fist together like he's having a, uh, you know, another dementia riddled mind issue. And he stands there and talks like a buffoon and everybody blames him. And that is the exact reason. He is the stooge on the stage for everybody to throw lettuce and tomatoes at. He is the distraction in order to keep people from looking behind the scene who's really causing these problems right now. I saw an article earlier, and they were talking about how the transportation secretary uh, individual, basically, uh, what is it, Buttigieg, whatever his name is, I, he, he's married to dude, both queer boys, and they adopted two children, and they've both gone on six month maternity leave now yeah i said that six month maternity leave it's silicon valley tech entrepreneur pete basically is slammed there basically goes on and john, uh, joe lonsdale goes out and basically slams him and he says this is absolutely embarrassing and he said he it's any man who takes six months off leave for a newborn is a complete and total loser and the correct masculine response is for men to work harder and provide for their family not take leave and so the whole reason that they're doing this now, though, is they're, they're, everybody's taking a step back. This is why if you look, Kamala Harris, her appearances with Bumbling Buffoon have gone down to like one to maybe two times a month in the last two months now. They were during the summer. She had anywhere from 18 to like 20 appearances with him. I was looking at a graph on that the other day. She had like one appearance with him this month. One. That's it. What they're getting ready to do, I'm letting you know this right now, they're getting ready to have an event occur with the bumbling buffoon Biden, and they're going to try to roll him out and say, well, he's having some health issues right now. We're getting him tested. In the meantime, we're going to put Kamala Harris in charge, and we're going to let her basically run everything for the time being while Biden recovers. They're getting ready to do that. Kamala Harris is a profound and very well-known professed communist. Her ideas, her indoctrination, her concepts – what she brings up, what she talks about, it's very, very clear. If you listen to what somebody says, they'll tell you what their intentions are, and they're getting ready for that next phase. But first, they have to come in and absolutely ruin as much as they can under Biden so they can sit there and blame it on him, and she can come back and be the little savior about, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. So don't get caught up in theater theatrics that they're trying to put out there right now. You can't even hardly understand what the bumbling buffoon says anymore. Even with a teleprompter, he makes no sense. He just rambles on about stuff. And quite frankly, it's embarrassing. It really is. And I think Dad and I have talked about it before, too. I think one of this, the things that they're doing with this is this being used intentionally to discredit the United States. It's being used as a platform for the world to see 
to completely and totally discredit this country and making the United States literally look like a bunch of fools at a clown show. We're running around in clown masks, honking clown horns, riding clown bicycles, and it's a joke. It's a circus show. They're doing this on purpose to discredit the United States. That's why it's so important that as many patriots come together and say, this is not what America is. This is not what we're going to comply with. This is not okay. And be vocal and stand our ground on any topic that we're convicted on, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, talked about this on the show we talked about it on the show last year and we've talked about it this year you know trump and biden are both caricatures they're like cartoon characters and and they've both been used now to discredit and to take away this 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 hegemony that we've had all over the world as far as the only remaining superpower i mean they, they want to destroy us they have to destroy our name before they can destroy the country and it's the same thing we talked about earlier, the same thing they said with, with Maximus from the movie Gladiator. They had to destroy his name before they could destroy his, his, you know, his, his, his influence. And see, and that's what they're trying to do. And, and, you know, if you look at what's happening right now in the world, it's very similar to what happened in Revelation 18 with Babylon. You know, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable when you look at the comparisons here. It says, warning to escape Babylon's judgment. You know, Babylon was being judged. And, and then God said, come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. It said that in verse 9, it says, when the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Woe, woe, woe to you, great city. I'm reading parts of this. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one is buying their cargoes anymore. And that's kind of funny. Their cargoes are sitting off the shore, aren't they? They will say, the fruit you longed for is gone from you. Woe, woe to you, great city, dressed in fine linen and purple. In one such hour, your great wealth has been brought to ruin. Now listen to this. This is verse 17. Every sea captain and all who travel by ship, the sailors and all who earn their living from the sea will stand far off, kind of like stay out at sea and not deliver their cargo. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, was there ever a city as like this? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Woe to you, O great city, where all who had ships on the sea became rich through her wealth. In one hour she's been brought to ruin. Whoa. Think about that. And then verse 20 says, Rejoice over her, you heavens. Rejoice, you people of God. Rejoice, apostles, prophets, for God has judged her with the judgment she imposed on you. Now think about that for a second. Now, does that apply to the United States of America? I don't know. That was an interesting verse to read this morning. But the whole thing about it is, you know, we've sacrificed an awful lot of children to bail in the United States of America. And so we've got to ask ourselves a question. I mean, how long will God continually put up with this nonsense from us to believe that we're basically going to be okay and that we're a God-fearing country? Guys, we're going to have to have a revival. Talked to a friend of mine yesterday. He said, what's the answer to this? And I said, well, the answer is a revival. I said, the only hope we've got is Jesus Christ. That's all the only we've ever had against these Kabbalist Luciferians that run the entire show. That's it. And then his wife was interesting. She said, well, Ted, who are these people? She goes, I really believe these people are the offspring of the progeny and the continued Nephilim influence in the world. And that's Genesis chapter 6. And I said, her name is Monica. I said, Monica, that's, that's a good basic understanding of it. Now, it goes deeper than that because you have to deal with interdimensional entities and demons and all kinds of other stuff. But that is really the crux of this issue we're dealing with something that's not a battle of flesh and blood but of these interdimensional entities like the bible talks about that it's a war in the heavenlies that's been going on for a long long time 
We just happen to get caught in the middle of it. By the way, the destruction of the U.S. medical care is getting worse and worse and worse. So we're having more and more and more people coming into the emergency rooms. We're having all kinds of problems and organ failures. Now think about that for a second. Is that part of what we thought was going to happen with antibody-dependent enhancement? Is that part of what we thought was going to go happen with this whole great this great country? I mean, think about it for a second. The emergency room people have basically been overrun. They're suffering with – patients are coming in suffering with acute organ failure and debilitating symptoms, and the media claims it has nothing to do with the COVID vaccines. But yet we're seeing more and more of this. I spoke to a lady up here yesterday, and she um, – She's a, she's a barber, and I was getting my hair cut. And I told her, I said, I asked her, I said, have you had the vaccine? She goes, oh, I've had all three vaccines. <laughs> I, I guess she's had the Moderna, the Pfizer, and the Johnson, the Johnson. She took them all. And, I, and I'm just sitting there looking at her going, oh, dear Lord, have mercy on her. And luckily it had been more than 90 days, so I figured she wasn't doing any vaccine shedding. So I thought, this is crazy. And I just felt sorry for her. I did, because I really like this lady. She's really nice. But she was, she's bought into all of this stuff. And, and she finally said, she goes, well, I haven't had the COVID. I said, okay. And she goes, I feel great. I said, okay. And she goes, well, why are you, you going to try to tell me that I did wrong? I said, no. I said, what do you want me to say to you? You've taken like all three vaccines. I said, what do you want me to say? I mean, I, 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 I can tell you one thing. I said, if you end up in the hospital, don't let them put you on remdesivir. She goes, what's that? So I explained it to her. I sent her some links, and she received it. And I said, that's the one thing you don't want to go on. I said, but what am I going to, what am I going to say to somebody who's had all three all three jabs from all three manufacturers? I mean, what, what do you? I didn't know that was possible to do that on a vaccine card. I didn't know they would do it. I guess some medical professionals are pretty unscrupulous. I guess they could, they would, that they should. But the, here's the problem: how many other people have done this? And now the ERs are now swamped with seriously ill patients, but. Many don't even have COVID. Now, this is an article right from the NPR, which is an unbelievable liberal news media. It says, inside the emergency department of Sparrow Hospital at Lansing, Michigan, staff members are struggling to care for patients who are showing up much sicker than they've ever seen. Tiffany DeSong, the emergency room's nursing director, practically vibrates with pent-up anxiety, looking at all the patients lying on a long line of stretchers pushed up against the beige walls of the hospital hallways. It's hard to watch, she says in her warm text and squang, but there's nothing she can do. The ER's 72 rooms are already filled. I always feel very, very bad when I walk down the hallway to see that people are in pain or needing to sleep or needing quiet, but they have to be in the hallway. As you can see, there are 10 to 15 people walking by them every single minute. Now think about this. These are hot spots all over the United States. Why is it happening there? Why are these emergency rooms swamped? I personally believe it's because the further north you go with places like this, they're already getting into winter. They're already having deficiencies as far as vitamin D. They're not taking their supplements. They've all been shot up, and this is what we're going to see. And Austin talked about this earlier in the show. They're getting as many people as they possibly can vaccinated as quickly as they possibly can because they know what's going to happen this winter. They know what's going to happen. Now, I hope I'm wrong. I do. I really do. I hope I'm really wrong, and I hope this is hyperbole from my end. I really do. I don't. But I've read so much on this. So we're going to see how adapted the human immune system is going to be to an RNA injection. There's a reason that whatever these entities are, that they've been abducting humans now for who knows how long. We know they've known been, done it, been doing it since the Eisenhower made that treaty with them back in the 50s. We know that the cattle mutilations are real. We know that all of this stuff's been happening here for Decades and decades and decades, and research is being done on humans. Is it because they wanted to dial in this RNA, mRNA vaccine? 
They want to dial it in to get maximum effect out of it. I don't know. Whatever these fallen entities, whatever these weird things are that seem to run the planet. I mean, you know, I mean, think through it for a second. I mean, this is a, this is, this is, this is almost like I would say, like it says in the book of Revelation that I read, is this the end of the Republic? There's a really good article from American Greatness. I'll read part of it. He goes, we have a border crisis, an economic crisis, an energy crisis, a supply chain crisis, a health crisis, a crime wave, a labor shortage, inflation, and stranded Americans still in Afghanistan. All of these problems were not only preventable, but they were caused, created, worsened, aided, and abetted by a man of the White House who's ailing, doddering, senile, cognitively impaired, buffoon, spewing lies and incoherent sentences practically every time he speaks. Okay. Again, this guy's being partisan here. Donald Trump was awful too, guys. Quite frankly, Barack Obama was worse. And George W., he didn't set any standard for anybody, but how low of an IQ could you get and be a president of the United States? When former President Trump left office in January, the border crossings were down. That's true, but he never closed the borders. In September, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection made 192,000 apprehensions along the southern border. Border agents arrested more than 1.7 million illegal aliens, crossers, in the fiscal year that ended in September. This is after 208,000 migrants illegally crossed our border in August and 212,000 migrants entered our country in July. But that's not all. We handed control of Afghanistan to middle-aged barbarians, watched helpless civilians fall from the sky, and as 13 U.S. military members senselessly died, hundreds of Americans were left stranded, and $85 billion worth of weaponry was left. As I write, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staffs, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense, and the National Security Advisor have more job security than unvaccinated police officers, firefighters, teachers, doctors, nurses, and flight attendants. If we have a federal government that is actively seeking to undermine the interests of the people of this country, it weaponizes the FBI to investigate parents who don't want their children to be indoctrinated with revisionist history and classifies them as domestic terrorists. A mere 48 hours before a judge ruled that a transgender teenager sexually assaulted a female student in Luton High School in May, former President Barack Obama, the gay one, said out of outrage, said of the outraged parents, remember, Barack Obama's queer. Michelle's a transgender according to Joan Rivers, and I believe that. Barack Obama, the gay guy, says, we don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars, this fake outrage, the right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings. In other words, don't talk about the gays and the queers, and don't talk about homosexuals, and don't talk about transgenders and teaching little children to be cross-dressers. That's all okay. That's just trumped-up charges. Barack Obama, I will say this to you. You nauseate me. You and that, you and your, you and your queer lifestyle with your queer wife, or your, your, your bunch of weirdos. And the fact that you guys got in the White House with your fake Kenyan birth certificate, your fake American birth certificate, and all the crazy crap that you did shows the extent of the resolve of the cabalists that rule you. You should be ashamed of yourself for peddling these lies to the American population. Okay, I'm, I'm done talking to him now. Because we have a, we have a press secretary who has refined the term of gaslighting. And spins a web of misinformation and obfuscation while she condescendingly scoffs and smirks in the rare instances when she's asked legitimate questions. She gets a pass for circling back to protect, protect her barely cognizant boss from the press. We have big tech fact checkers that censor the truth about Hunter Biden's corruption, deplatformed Donald Trump. We have corrupt, deceitful propaganda, spineless socialist corporate media that actively work to divide the country and advocates for every single position the ruling class in Washington tells us will save our country from going under. I'm going to stop here. These people are Marxists. They're communists. They're Satanists. They're Kabbalists. 
and they've taken so many of their friends and their cronies and their other Satanists, and they put them in the positions of power in our federal government, that our entire system is being run now from the deep state, which cannot be voted out, which are basically giving so much job security to the federal government that even if you try to get rid of them, you can't. And they're making the decisions, the passing, how should I say, edicts and statutes and laws that they hold us accountable to without even going through Congress so they can arrest you and take stuff away from you because you didn't do something properly like through OSHA, like get properly vaccinated if you're in a country and a company with over 100 people. So you're still trying to push through OSHA. This is insanity that we've allowed these deep state cronies, these weirdos, these psychopaths to go in and do this to us and control us like this. And so we have a purge. Of the United States Congress, a purge of the judiciary and a purge of all of these employees, these hundreds of people, these millions of people that work for the federal government in Washington, D.C., that are deep state plants. We're never going to get this to get our country past this. I'm the guys you know that. And that's why all of us have to rely on Jesus Christ, because he's the only answer to any of this stuff. God stopped the timeline twice with Noah and with Jesus completely changed the fractional timeline of the entire history of the planet. He did it for a reason. Because he knew that was the only hope that we had to be delivered from the evil one. That's why Jesus repeatedly said that. So, guys, please listen to me. Pray every day. Rely on Jesus Christ. Remember, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. We will not allow these people to affect us, our moods, our relationship with God. We will continue to pray every day. We will realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we'll continue to look to the cross, to Jesus Christ, who is the author, who is the finisher, who is the perfecter of our faith. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'm glad I got to pray for you this morning. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll also go ahead and finish it up, and we'll, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Absolutely. And as we're seeing more and more now, while they're trying to shut down talking about what's really going on, it's very clear, as I said over and over and over again, they're doing everything they can to go after the kids. That's why they're still making these insane mask mandates. That's why now I just saw an article from uh, Stacy Langston, Posted images on Twitter, basically showing unmarked Homeland Security cars and police cruisers at the last polk, or not, the last school board meeting she was at. Basically, they're now putting undercover narc boys in some of these school systems and these these school meetings to monitor to make sure the parents are not unruly. Yeah, that's where they're going with this now. They're literally starting to already deploy. DHS individuals to go around and basically monitor the parents and basically, you know what it is, they probably got the Stingray devices in the cars, they're going in and doing the tag recording, they're putting everybody on a list, because remember, this is what always happens in the next phase of a communist agenda. They make a red list. Everybody that's a dissenter, everybody that's non-compliant, everybody that doesn't go along with the communist regime, they get put basically on a list. This is what they do every single time. And so you have to be prepared and understand it doesn't matter. All that matters is we stand firm on what we believe. That's absolutely always true. And also, too, yesterday, I was funny, I was talking to one of my friends in the custom vehicle industry does custom carbon fiber work, and I was asking him about SEMA because they were working on a car. I knew that last year for the SEMA auto show, which is like pretty much one of the biggest aftermarket vehicle shows in well, in the world, really, and it's always out in Las Vegas. Okay. And so last year got canceled. So nobody went last year, got completely canceled because due to COVID. And so it was happening this year as well. And so we were planning on going out there. I already had a hotel, uh, basically, room, and we had been planning. A lot of us had been planning on going out there. And I told you guys a couple months ago when they came out with their 
their mask mandate for SEMA, and they started talking about how in one other section of it you were going to have to show your vaccine passport or you are going to have to have a negative test every time you wanted to enter one section of it. Uh, pretty much almost everybody I know in the truck world pulled out. I mean, all, all the heavy hitters, they all started pulling out. Even the diesel brothers pulled out. And I talked to my buddy yesterday, and he's in the carbon world more with cars. And I asked him, I said, are you going out to SEMA? He said, nope, canceled it. I said, really? He said, yeah. He's like, I actually had still planned on going because I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I had one of my clients that I know that works with another uh, company. They told me that they were pulling out. And so he goes, I emailed my my rep from SEMA to figure out what was going on. And he goes, sure enough, she sent me basically the big press release on it about what the requirements were. And that anytime you're outside or inside at the SEMA auto convention, you have to have a mask worn the entire time. And I'm sitting there going – this is this is so stupid. He and he flat out told me. He said the only way this stops is when we stop complying and we stop supporting businesses and companies and entities that are still trying to force this. He goes, I don't care if somebody wants to wear a mask. You are more than welcome to wear a mask all day long and shut down your O2 and basically increase your your carbon dioxide uptake in your body. He goes, that's totally fine with me. I don't care. Not my problem. Your choice. He goes, I don't care if you want to get an RNA shot. Your choice, not my problem. I don't give a rat's butt what you do about it. It's your body. He goes, but anytime you start forcing other people to comply with your unscientific demands because it's what you want them to do, because that is when the line is drawn, and that's how we've been here now. There's an, I saw a poll earlier, and this is how pathetic you still see a huge portion of the populace is. There is a poll that just came out from YouGov poll. And it found that the majority of Americans who are even fully vaccinated are still wearing masks even outdoors. It said among among the poll, those who consider themselves fully vaccinated said they 65 percent of them wear a mask outside the home always or most of the time. Among the unvaccinated, 57 percent said they never wear a mask or only on a rare occasion. That shows you right there the divide of where we're at with it, where the vaccinated have pretty much decided that they're going to comply and they're going to submit and be peasants the rest of their lives. They've taken that choice now. They have, as sad as that is, they've taken that choice now. In most cases, not all of them, but you're, you know, about 65% of them have taken that choice to where they are going to comply. They will wear a mask outside. They will do anything they're told to do. And so that gives you the idea of why the United States is starting to split and have no unity at all. Because you have a group of individuals that does not matter what you tell them to do. If a person of authority, like I talked about before, even though you can't question their authority, you can't have them rebuttal anything they tell you. You can't have them basically stick up for anything they say. You're not allowed to ask them any questions, but it doesn't matter. That person in authority tells them to do something, and they immediately jump on it. No questions asked, no hesitation, no nothing. Sad place to see the United States go, but we're very, very, very clearly there. So again, my friends, thank you for getting the truth in the news out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and constantly talking to people and getting the truth out there as much as we can. Be sure to check out the website if you need anything. Also, too, the articles on the website. If you don't want to forward the show, be sure to go on the website and you can get a lot of the articles we talk about on the show. We try to update them on a daily basis, and we're doing the best we can here at Health Masters to constantly keep the inventory rolling in to make sure we keep everybody as healthy as possible while we produce all these supplements. And I've warned everybody, and I've given everybody just just a very friendly heads up. 
there are a lot of things that I have already been told now over the next couple months that are going to be getting more expensive. So don't don't yell at me. <laughs> don't send me nasty emails, please. I'm doing the best I can. You guys know we rarely ever raise the prices on anything. There's numerous price increases that we've already had last year and this year, and I've eaten most of them just because I don't want to do that. I don't like raising prices. But I told you with the meat buckets, those things went up 30 percent in two weeks on me 30 percent and the manufacturer said dude doesn't i'm, I'm sorry he goes it's, just, it's what it is now he goes the meat price index has gone through the roof he goes the beef price index is some pretty much the highest it's ever been he said and it's still uptrending he said so just get ready for this he goes it's not going to be the last price increase and i said well fantastic here we go now this is the final phase of the u.s dollar we're in this together, guys. One thing about it, yeah, I said this to my friend the other night. I said, one thing about this right now, it's not a boring time to be alive. It's not nice and chill and relaxing and just sit back and be bored. It's very, very direct time to be alive, and it's very, very important time that we make sure our name and our voice is heard, and we always stand up for what we believe in. So thank you again for the continued support. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Magnesium brain food on sale today should be actually should be updating here shortly i think we had a little glitch on the website this morning with it but it's, it should be up here shortly and the prostate support on sale as well along with the vitamin c powder healthmasters.com thank you my friends have a blessed safe awesome night stay safe as always stay prepped as always but also continue to live and be filled with peace and happiness thank you my friends have a wonderful awesome night i'll talk to you again tomorrow as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.